The Locked On NFL Podcast is previewing every team and every division with the help of Odyssey's lineup of NFL experts through September 8th. There are preview episodes on the feed that you can listen to right now. Follow Locked On NFL today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Yeah, it was a, um, obviously got off to a little slow start, the three and out. Um, but good to get, you know, a couple good long drives. You know, we really haven't played that much. So just get our feel and get out there and get some rhythm. O-line did a great job um, in protection. Receivers all made plays. So it's just good to spread the ball around and um, get into a little flow. So it's good. good to score and good to win. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we are doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation would like to welcome in all of our new and returning listeners. If you're new to the show, please subscribe. Do leave a five-star review. It does help other Buccaneers fans find us. On today's episode, kicking off the week, if you hit, didn't hear the immediate analysis episode that we dropped, uh, well, it was actually early Sunday morning by the time everything got done, uh, go ahead, check that out. It's about a 15-minute quick hitter. Uh, I dropped some thoughts and some analysis on the game and everything that went down in the final preseason game for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But here's to open segment one. We're going to hear from James. James, we're going to get your thoughts on the game. But we're also going to hear from B.A. And we're going to go over some of the comments that Bruce dropped in the postgame press conference. And then in segment two, we're going to get a little bit deeper. Tomorrow's episode will be our official, whatever you want to call it, quote-unquote, roster projection, 53-man roster prediction. Um, big shout out to Twitter. There's a lot of people already bagging on journalists and media members dropping their 53 man predictions. Like it really matters kind of like mock drafts. It's, it's for entertainment guys. So please, I hope everybody kind of takes for a grain of salt. It's meant to be for entertainment. It's meant to be kind of a, it's a little bit of an exercise and kind of how we see the team versus how the team sees the team. It's always good to compare and contrast. Nobody should take it all that seriously, to be honest with you, especially the people getting mad about journalists dropping their own 53 man projection projections. A lot of things in the world you can be mad at that probably not one of them but we're going to we're going to use a little bit of BA's comments himself and try to get uh, gauge the uh, the likelihood that two specific players will or will not make the 53 man roster on our projection tomorrow and then of course in real life and then we're going to finish it up with a conversation about Keyshawn Vaughn James Keyshawn Vaughn coming into the to the offseason and the preseason a lot of people had some questions about him he's done some good things he's done some bad things there are people who are high on him there are people who are really really low on him so we're going to kind of listen to what B.A. had to say, and then we're going to share our thoughts before we get out of today's episode. That was Tom Brady that you heard in the pre-roll before the the, uh, the theme music or intro music and talking about the game. Now let's hear from B.A. talking about the game, but the offense specifically, because James, I want your thoughts on the offense and on how much the starters played after this. Uh, pleased with uh, everything but the first series on offense. You know, we can't start against Dallas with a penalty and a three and out and giving them field position, but... Uh, other than that, we had a nice rhythm. I love the speed of the defense, speed of the offense. Once we got going, I saw the things I wanted to see. I didn't see anymore. Some young players stepped up. Others didn't. And, uh, you know, we got some rookies that uh, the game is still a little big for. And uh, we'll continue to coach with them, and hopefully we don't have to play them. Yeah, there's, there's no question about it. That first series was absolutely brutally ugly. but. 
Then they come out in the second series. Tom Brady's running the no huddle. You have two completions to Mike Evans, two completions to Antonio Brown, one completion to Leonard Fournette, and two explosives to Chris Godwin, one of which being a touchdown. uh, Brady finishes seven for seven on the drive. But then on the following drive, he he would have had, what was it, 12 consecutive completions if it wasn't for a drop by Mike Evans. I mean, the ball hit him square in the hands. But again, finishes on a touchdown drive and, and Brady finishes, it was 11 of 13 or 11 of 14, somewhere in there um, with, with two touchdown drives, one touchdown pass. And this is, David, kind of what you and I have talked about a lot this offseason is Defenses have to pick their poison. If they want to cover Mike Evans, then the ball is going to go to Chris Godwin. If they want to cover Antonio Brown, well, then the ball is going to go to Mike Evans. There's this defense or this, this offense looks so explosive. The defenses are going to have such a hard time game planning for them. And we saw that on full display against the Houston Texans. And I understand I'm talking about the Houston Texans. I'm talking about preseason, but on the flip side, you have an offense that's already semi vanilla because it is preseason. And this is a, a taste of what we're going to get all year long where the ball's being distributed. You know, Tom Brady's going to, going to pick his weapon and he's going to you know isolate the defense and create plays with what he has. Because as, as I said on the blitz on WTSP last night, he has a buffet of options. And we saw that against the Houston Texans. It was absolutely beautiful to watch. Yeah, Tom Brady ends up finishing his final preseason game 11-14 of and heading into that game against Houston Texans. Bruce Aarons had said that the Stars would play the first half maybe more if he didn't like what he saw. They don't even end up playing you know, the full half of the second quarter. They basically play the first quarter and a little bit of the second quarter there to finish up that drive. What were your thoughts, one, coming into the game on the Starters playing the entire half? Because we see across the NFL, I wrote a little bit about it on BucksNation.com, you got a lot of con- contrasting styles. The Buccaneers coming in, planning on playing their starters for a full half. Washington football team didn't play their starters at all, completely kept their, their starters off the field. The Baltimore Ravens came into it, planning on playing, I think, three uh, three series with their starters on each side of the ball. They lose J.K. Dobbins, and now it looks like for the season, so they end up pulling their starters because they kind of, I guess, they learned their lesson. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars just on Sunday kind of played some of their starters, but they didn't play all their starters. So, I mean, there's a lot of different approaches to it. What did you think about the Buccaneers being willing to risk, I guess, if you want to call it that, their, their starters out there? Because I know in hindsight, we can say, look, they're all healthy. They won. They look great. So, of course, that's how you want to do it. But, but let's be honest here. Put the put the hindsight behind you and away from the equation. Do you think the Buccaneers should have played their starters in this game, or do you think they should have gone a different way? Yeah, well, real quick, shout out to to my son who is representing you and myself in the Locked on Bucks Fantasy Football League who took Gus Edwards in like the 13th or 14th round. Now he's he's got a starting number one running back that he, he picked up in the teens. Um, but yeah, I, we, we were told the first half into the third quarter, if, if Bruce didn't like what he saw, Bruce obviously loved what he saw and and I tweeted it out. I don't know what account it was from because I was tweeting from, from three different ones you know, at once, but Bruce had seen what he wanted to see. I would rather the Buccaneers walk off the field. They had a, a terrible first drive, but then drives number two and number three, Brady was on fire. Evans was fantastic. Godwin with three explosive plays. AB had four catches on five targets and you had a Ronald Jones rushing touchdown. Get him off the field. 
Get them off the field. We've seen enough. Brady's ready. The receivers are ready. The offensive line is ready. Don't risk anything. We didn't need a full first half out of this Buccaneers offense. So I had absolutely no problems with the way Bruce Arians and, and the coaching staff handled that. Pull them off the field. Let's not risk anything. Let's let's give Tom Brady and, and all of his offensive weapons uh, a baseball hat. Let them pull their pads off. And let's focus on the Dallas Cowboys. Absolutely. Bruce Aarons was also asked by the media on Saturday night about the Buccaneers defense, specifically the first team defense, not allowing any points to the Houston Texans offense. And then what he saw from the defensive side of the ball. So here again is B.A. And defense, yeah, I, I was very, very pleased, uh, obviously getting five turnovers, but uh, stopping them on all those fourth downs. You know, I was obvious it was a totally different game when their kicker was injured. But, uh, you know, um, yeah, I, I thought our defense, again, we got Joe some more work. He needs some more work. And Anthony got them out of there. And then some young guys really came in and did a good job. Yeah, I, I thought Levante David was the standout player for the defense. And they did have some fourth down stops for sure. But are those going to be situations that these these defensive players are going to be in in the regular season. I mean, Houston was, they were playing it like it was the preseason. They were taking some chances that they probably wouldn't have taken in the regular season. And there were some points throughout the game where the Buccaneers defense looked more than vulnerable when the starters were in, they looked just fine, but we, we saw an issue both offensively and defensively when these second and third stringers came in, this team may not be quite as deep, David, as you and I thought that it might be. But again, I, I had no problem with the defense when the starters were in Levante, David, what, a, what an absolute monster he is. He had what, like nine tackles in, in one quarter of play for, for the defense. So, you know, I, I liked a lot of what I saw. I loved a little bit of what I saw and I, I disliked some of what I saw, but I, it didn't make me lose any confidence whatsoever in in the Buccaneers starting defense. And, and it, it it was, I guess there was a stat correction. I do remember now Carmen Vitale tweeting out that there was a stat correction and Levante was bumped down from nine tackles to eight tackles. But still, we're, we're, we're talking one quarter of play and the guy was flying all over the place, getting after the ball carrier. That's just what Levante David does. David, North One is better banking for small business owners. Serving small business owners is all they do. North One allows you to manage your money from anywhere, whether you're at home, on the go, everything you need to manage your business finances is at your fingertips. Never step foot in a bank branch again. We all know what kind of nightmare that can create. In addition, the features that you would expect like mobile check deposit, cash withdrawals, ability to send and receive ACH and, and wire payments, North One is an FDIC insured account that can save you both time and money. North One integrates with the accounting software you already use, saving you hours of manual bookkeeping. And with North One's envelope feature, you can automatically budget and save for things like rent, payroll, taxes, and more. With North One, you'll never pay overdraft or NSF fees again, saving you hundreds of dollars a month. To get started, Visit apply.northone.com forward slash locked. Again, that's apply 
dot n-o-r-t-h-o-n-e dot com forward slash locked north one business banking made for america the locked on bucks podcast brought to you in part by betonline.ag it's that time of year again all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start their football seasons as always betonline.ag is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this year get your updated odds props and contests including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at betonline.ag. Head there, sign up today, and receive a 100% welcome bonus when you use the promo code Locked On. Be sure to take advantage of your opening day super promo. You make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. If you lose... Your wager will be refunded up to $25 if you're a new customer signing up and using promo code NFL100. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Segment two here Monday, starting off the week of the Locked on Bucks podcast. 11, 10 days now as you're listening to this from the beginning of the 2021 NFL regular season as the Buccaneers host the Dallas Cowboys Thursday night football to start off the season. And James, tomorrow we're going to do our 53-man roster preview episode. I think last year when we did that, that episode went like 45 minutes. So we're going to try to get it down about 30 minutes so that we don't get fired from the network at the same time of doing our final preview. <laughs> uh, we'll see. The good news is a lot of the spots are already spoken for. We already know the starting off and starting defense. It's really the depth that we're going to talk about it, but I have a feeling we're going to disagree in some spots and that's going to make for a little bit longer episode. We'll see how that goes. I, I'd like to know if our listeners want us to hear or want to hear us do like competing 53 man projections, or do they want us to do a locked on bucks podcast consensus just one 53 man roster rather than you and I uh you know arguing over particular players I I, I wonder what what they want well there you go guys hit us up on Twitter hit us up in the email uh, locked on bucks podcast at gmail.com and uh or or shoot us a voicemail if you want to voice your opinion that way let us know if you prefer one or the other maybe I'll do a poll if I remember it's more on the locked on bucks Twitter account or you can since you have access to it now and we'll see what we come up with either way it'll be a lot of fun we may or may not be correct nobody needs to freak out about our 53 man projections because again guys are just it's an exercise that we enjoy doing and hopefully you guys enjoy hearing about it and then you can make fun of us for all the spots that we're wrong on but we're going to take this segment here segment two of today's episode do a little bit of a preview there are some players that have been on the bubble we've been talking about their competitions with other players on the roster what they have done, what they haven't done. And one of those players is wide receiver Jalen Darden, the rookie out of North Texas, has some special teams contribution ability, a little bit of wide receiver ability, wears number one, so obviously you automatically think that he's the best player on the entire field. James, Bruce Arians on Sunday talking to the media following their return trip back to Florida was asked about Jalen Darden, his contributions on offense and special teams and how BA sees his rookie receiver right now. So let's hear those comments before we take a stab at predicting whether or not we think he has a fighting chance to make the final 53. And, and last night you mentioned, you know, there, there's some rookies that might've looked too big for them still. I know Jalen Darden's one of those guys that you counted on. How did he do in the return game? And of course you mentioned uh, the one miscommunication there with Gabbard. Yeah. The return game wise, he's fine. You know, uh, we've got to block for him better, give him a chance, you know, um, 
but uh, he showed his speed getting around the corners and doing some of those things. Receiver-wise, he's still learning the nuances of different coverages. You run this route versus that and this and that, you know, so the dependability there still isn't quite as where it can be. When he knows what he's doing, it's impressive. You know, we just got to do a better job of getting him to know what he's doing. Yeah, I I mean, Jalen Darden, I think, is a guy that is absolutely going to make this roster. I don't think you spend the draft capital to trade up and get a guy that you're planning on utilizing as a special teams specialist and he not make the final 53. He has explosive speed, explosive quickness. And you just heard B.A. say it right there. He has he has an issue trying to get it and they have to try to bring him along. This isn't an easy offense to understand. And and that's one of the things, David, that you and I have talked about numerous times as to why this offense is going to be even better than it was last year. It's a difficult offense to comprehend. We saw a quarterback come in and, and take over and it took him about a half year to get it. Whereas most quarterbacks, it takes them a full year to get it. A rookie wide receiver isn't going to fully comprehend it in just a rookie mini camp and OTAs and regular training camp. It's, it's just not going to happen. So I think Jalen Darden has shown enough flashes of talent to be able to, to make the roster. It's a matter of how much utilization is he going to have early in the season compared to later in the season when he really starts to grasp the offense and, and what he's asked to do outside of the return game. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about a six wide receiver, right? So Mike Evans, Chris right. Godwin, Antonio Brown, Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson, then you have Jalen Darden. So if the first five fail, you still have Rob Gronkowski, OJ Howard, Cameron Braith, maybe Tanner Hudson, maybe you know McElroy, who knows who they're who they're gonna keep. They may only keep three tight ends, who knows? Either way, if if Jalen Darden is your feature wide receiver or a guy that you're in in a position to rely on, not want to use, not put out there because he's got a matchup but rely on you're already really, really in a bad situation. Right? So you look at, you look at the special teams contributions and look, I mean, the competition widely is considered Jaden, Jalen Darden and Jaden Mickens, right? Jaden Mickens didn't get any returns. He didn't get any targets. Jaden, Jaden, Jalen Darden got both. I, I really want one of these guys off the roster because Spain both their names is killing me, but he got all of it. You know what I'm saying? So th- it looks like a team that is trying to get, their young rookie as spun up as possible, which to me hints that he is going to make the 53 man roster. All right. And one other player that really made a case for themselves against the Houston Texans. It was, it was like watching a heavyweight boxing match right in front of your face between herb Miller and D Delaney. They were just throwing haymakers at one another, trying to make this final roster spot. Let's go ahead and hear what Bruce Arians had to say about D Delaney's big night. Hey, Bruce, I know last night uh, you were hesitant to kind of say who might have helped themselves the most in terms of guys on the bubble until you've been able to look at uh, at kind of the full tape, if you will. Um, Given the chance to do that, who stands out to you? Who helped themselves last night? I guess the the only one um, that really stood out was Dee Delaney um, that that, that really helped himself. You know, we're we're still in in the process of evaluating those last five spots. But uh, he uh, he he helped his cause, and, and that's all special teams as well as in the secondary. Yes. 
All right, so that's Bruce Arians talking about Delaney, And it's real simple to say he had two interceptions in the final preseason game, so obviously he helped himself. And that's what Bruce was asked Sunday or Saturday night, Sunday morning, whatever time it was when they were doing the press conferences about Delaney. And he said, listen, I need to go back and evaluate the tape because it's not just about defense. It's not just about the stats. It's also about special teams contributions. So now they come back, and Greg Allman very intelligently says, okay, now you've had a chance to look at the tape. So we know that Delaney had the two interceptions. We know that. You said it also has to be special teams. What did you think? And you hear what Bruce says. And I mean, to me, that about as matter of factly says that Dean Laney showed that he can contribute on defense if need be, and he can contribute on special teams. So to me, that shows that he's a guy that's probably going to make this 53 man roster. I mean, you don't, I don't see anything from Javon Hagen. Uh, Herb, or Herb Miller, you know, did some good things obviously for himself as well. But Dean Laney, you hear Bruce Aaron's words, the only one that really, really helped himself in that game in both phases in defense and special teams, which means Herb Miller didn't do both phases. So to me, Dean Laney gets the nod. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Herb Miller came out and and he made a big play early on, got the interception. D. Delaney responds with two interceptions of his own. Now, these two guys are battling for that, that fifth cornerback spot, and special teams is going to have a lot to do with it. One thing that is really interesting is the fact that they spent draft capital on Chris Wilcox out of BYU. He didn't see a snap against the Houston Texans, one of the most pivotal preseason games that he could have had it was a it was a one-on-one battle between herb miller and d delaney and and yeah like you said bruce arians laid it out there that d delaney did enough on tape both defensively and on special teams it looks like he's going to make this roster absolutely we'll have our final projections for the entire 53-man roster initial 53-man roster because no roster is final uh pretty much ever so we'll have our initial 53-man roster projections up tomorrow and we're going to do that thanks to our friends over at direct tv so does this sound familiar you've got one device that lets you catch the game live another that lets you stream your favorite shows you're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends login for the good stuff or your co-host login well i want to let you know about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your tv together it's called direct tv stream and it brings your live tv and on-demand favorites together like never before, you so, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. Again, that's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Something else that you know David and I love is how fantastic and delicious and healthy Built Bars are. If you don't know about the flavors, well, first off, you're missing out. Second off, here they are. Raspberry cheesecake, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, orange, strawberry, coconut, mint brownie, salted caramel, raspberry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, cherry barcia. Peanut butter brownie might be the greatest protein bar in the history of protein bars, but not only is it every bit as delicious as a candy bar, it's healthy for you too. These flavors, most of them, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs. Some of the flavors, 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, five grams of sugar, five grams 
of net carbs. Go ahead and order yourself a mixed box today so you can figure out what your favorite flavor is. And you can do so by heading over to built.com and using promo code LOCKED15, and you're going to receive 15% off of your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off at built.com. Wrapping things up here on a Monday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. James Yarko, David Harrison at jyarko underscore bucks at dharrison82. David, we do have one player in particular that we do need to talk about, and that is running back Keyshawn Vaughn. He's had a little bit of a mixed bag this preseason, and a lot of people didn't like what they saw against Houston, and I can't say that I blame him has a lot of people wondering what is going to be his role on the team in 2021. Why don't we kick it over to head coach Bruce Arians before we give our thoughts on the second year running back. Hey Bruce, just wanted to get your, your final preseason assessment of Keyshawn Vaughn as a runner, as a returner, and as a gunner on punt coverage. Uh, as a runner, he's fine. And uh, he did a heck of a job as a gunner. Uh, his return ability is, is up in the air. Um, He's more of a running back looking for a hole instead of just hitting it uh, as a kick returner. But he gets us out of a ball game. He's a good off returner for sure because he will block. All right. So Bruce Arians talking about Keyshawn Vaughn. And, and listen, I, to me, it's actually a little bit problematic, James, that Bruce says as a runner, he's fine. It's the special teams that we have to work on. And, you know, he, he's serviceable as a gunner and all those things. And that's great. Return specials, I don't I don't see it. I mean, I think Jalen Darden, Scotty Miller easily are ahead of Keyshawn Vaughn as, as return men. Um, and then it may be even others uh, in front of them there. So if, if your best role as, as a running back on this team is, is as a runner, which, I mean, I got it. You're, like, you're paid to be a running back first. I get that. But when you're talking about this roster, Ronald Jones looked really well or really good. Leonard Fournette, we kind of know what he's going to bring. Giovanni Bernard, yeah, he struggled. He had some drops. Uh, there, there was a Houston Texans TV analyst who said that that's what happens when running backs don't know how to catch the ball. Well, Giovanni Bernard... As running backs go, he knows how to catch the ball. I'm not worried about uh, what happened with Geo against Houston. I don't see where Keyshawn Vaughn gets on the field on the offense, unless it's like a Detroit Lions situation where it's complete blowout. You bring the backups in, let them get some get some reps. So I am I'm kind of I, like I think Keyshawn makes the 53. I think he kind of has to. I don't I don't. You can't stash him on the practice squad. He's going to get poached by somebody else, and he obviously has some talent. But I mean, are you really going to keep a guy on the 53 who's basically a gunner? And that's that's he's he's Ryan Smith. You know what I'm saying? Like at this point. There's a reason you let Ryan Smith walk, and it's because you need a guy that contribute in another phase of the game than just being a gunner and special team. So I'm just again, I think he's going to stay on the roster. I'm just a little bit kind of I guess call it concerned for a lack of a better word because I mean at the end of the day I'm not really worried about it, but I'm just curious what is Keyshawn Vaughn going to be doing on Sundays other than maybe being a gunner. Ultimately, what I think this plays out, and I think you're 100 right. He makes this 53 man roster, but he is the in case of emergency break glass guy. Bruce Arian said that he's fine as a runner. And I think, you know, if, if you want to read between the lines, my interpretation, my thought on it is he's fine as a runner because, you know, if you're down to Keyshawn Vaughn as your running back, you know, you're already screwed. Because if you're relying on Keyshawn Vaughn to be your runner, that means you've lost Ronald Jones. You've lost Leonard Fournette. You've probably, to some extent, lost Gio Bernard. So, yeah, you're fine because what else is there? And and your your year might already be shot. Um, so it Keyshawn Vaughn is not impressing people. He did not impress me. In fact, he had two fumbles on consecutive possessions 
fumbling the ball as a running back. The very next play, Houston scores a touchdown. Then he fumbles on the return. On the ensuing kickoff, luckily it was recovered by the Buccaneers, and then Trask went five for five to go down the field and score a touchdown, but he does not instill any confidence in anyone as a running back, as high hopes as I may have had for him when he was drafted. He has done nothing so far to prove that he can be a reliable running back. So, yeah, he can be fine as a runner when he's the only runner you have left. And I think that's the only way that you can be fine with him. He has a long way to go and a lot to prove, but ultimately he's going to be chewing up a roster spot because what other options do they have with that? David, we're going to go ahead and get out of here, but real quick betting on the NFL does not have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the locked on bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert, Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team, favorite picks and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. If you have reactions to what David and I said today or you want to get a question or a concern or a comment in before we reveal our projected 53-man roster, initial, not final, no rosters ever finals, David said, go ahead and give us a call at 813-444-5841. Send us, a vo- or send us an email to LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com. Of course, you can always hit us up on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to one another, and we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks. What's up, Locked On Bucks? This is Matt from Morvin, Georgia, and I got my three favorite Buccaneers fans right here. We got Troy, Tank, and Nash, and we just got a quick message for everybody out there tuning in right now. Tampa! Tampa! Let's go, Bucks! Fire the cannons! Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.